Welcome to The Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 24, 25, and 26 of The Fires of Heaven, A Message Sent, Dreams of Galad, and Sally Dara. Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode 12. Um, yeah, so as far as housekeeping goes, uh, we do have a guest next week. Um, our next episode, it's going to be Remy. Um, she's Remy one Ma. of, yeah, she's one of our Bellas, uh, one of our top level tier patrons. So they get Remy. to come on uh, from time to time. And we actually got a slate of guests coming on the next few weeks. We have them. The following week after that, we have uh, three full talk and uh, the women of the Aiel, um, the maidens of the spear uh, mm. uh, of the three full talk. Maybe uh, they'll teach me how to sing. Yeah, they might. <laughs> la la um, la. They're, they're coming. So we have Bane and Chiad is one of them. Um, I'm trying to remember all three. Um, um, but anyway, there's there's three of them, um, and they're going to come on, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we have David coming back. Are another yes. patron so we have like three guests back to back to back to back in the next few weeks so it's gonna be a guest heavy and then i think we take a break from guests for a while so hey i'm gonna i'm gonna call out david here so okay. david messages chris and i and this is how awesome he is he was like hey getting ready to come back on just want to talk to you too like if you got some notes for me and things i could do better do different whatever which one is is awesome says a lot about him but like I replied back, I think Chris said about the same thing. Like, I don't know what he's worried about. Last time he came on, that was a fantastic show. It was. Like that was like right after he got off, I told Alan, I was like, Yeah, I gotta have that guy back on. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. So that. David, don't worry. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Don't do fun. anything different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And as far as other things, um, you know, I'd like to give these little snippets or statistics. Um, we do have I mean, one, one of the things I wanted to talk about was how many new listeners we get even every month. Um, so right now we're averaging around 500 uh, new oh, listeners wow. a That's month. Crazy. So, um, of course, they're moving through. But, yeah, it, it varies um, between like 400 to 600. Uh, so I average around 500. Um, some, some are less, some are more uh, months of people finding our podcast. Okay. Um, so thank you all of our new listeners when you finally get to this episode. Because uh, if you just started listening, it might be a while. Or if you started listening and you started listening, let's say the most recent ones, you decided to go back. Thank you for going back and starting over and listening to the really crappy stuff in the beginning. <laughs> Have you edited the first episode yet to say, hey, bear with uh-huh. us, we get better? Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a disclaimer in the, uh, with, with the new mic uh, saying like, hey, this is Ellen from the future. Sorry, it sucks. <laughs> We get better, I swear. Yes, I promise. Okay, good. I promise. Good. That should help a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's um cool, cool statistics. And as far as giveaways, uh, we're recording uh um, even though this this episode comes out a week after the other episode, we're recording the next night. So um I still haven't gotten around to doing giveaways yet at the time of this recording. By the time this episode comes out, there will be giveaways going on. Cool. I promise. So um yeah. So, so in the now, there will be giveaways in the future that we don't know about. Uh, yes. But, but in the now of you listening, there may have already been announced giveaways so that we don't know about because we already did them in the future. Yeah. That we don't know about. Uh-huh. There is no yeah. time. 
<laughs> flicker, 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 flicker. Exactly. Yeah. And then as far as personal life, uh, since yesterday, not much has changed. Uh, I went straight to bed after and then woke up, went to work, and then now I'm recording again. So it's <laughs> literally nothing's happened except for work, sleep, and podcast. Um, I had Chipotle for dinner. So I guess that's, uh, you know. I like Chipotle. Uh, yeah, it's new for well, you. Normally, you guys are cooking something up. Well, we we got like people delivering food because when you get a new baby, that's nothing you'll learn. When you get a new baby, like everyone wants to like bring you food. So, <laughs> like, so you get a few pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> so like we've had, so like someone brought over. It's, it's not necessarily bad food. Like someone brought over home cooked like uh, chicken curry. Uh, that was really good. And, and rice on Monday. Nice. Um, and then um, we've had a few meals. Uh, and then people. So I, I love my church because they will set up like one of those like food uh, trains. That's exactly what is our church is. It's doing it. So, yeah, yeah we're getting all sorts of goodies. Um, so Chipotle was tonight. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Had a little burrito bowl. Felt great. Tasted awesome. great. Kids didn't eat it because it's yucky because they only like chicken nuggets. And, yeah, they're they're uh. toddlers and yeah 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 whatever works chris remember don't don't fight it (laughs) whatever works you want the same kid cuisine every night for three months that's what we're doing (laughs) because once all your kids are out of diapers you can start trying to create good habits but until then man you're surviving that's what it is oh yeah so here's another personal life thing speaking of kids so um since my my newest addition my son um is moving into the nursery which was one of the kids rooms we've moved uh the older two kids in the same room together Mm. um and we tried this out a few like started trying it out a few months ago to try to get used to it it crash and burn horrible um just just they stay up to like 11 o'clock every single night even though we put them to bed like at 7 38 like running back and forth like pulling all the toys and just we go in the morning look like a hurricane came through and like they have no sleep and i'm like all right so we need a solution so we monday night we're like okay i got i got an idea we'll put my daughter to bed first and we'll let my son stay down and like wind down and read and wait till she's out cold um and then he can go in the room quietly and he'll respect that because his sister's sleeping and he'll he's older so and monday night it worked great like and within a half an hour able to sink my son in they both went to bed good night's sleep everything's great last night Mm. we put my daughter down tried the same thing again i checked the monitor she's just sitting in her bed staring at the door waiting for him to come back an hour goes by staring at the door waiting for him to come back <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like i know he's coming in i ain't going to sleep till he comes mm, so we know who your stubborn child's gonna be <laughs> so yeah so that's my reality right now <laughs> i love it i love it so how about you guys what's going on all right so i did say i would save something so i could talk about personal life um a while back uh might have told y'all about a couple of interviews that i had done mm-hmm. um uh, all the jobs I interviewed for, I got an offer for, and I ended oh, up wow. accepting the one at Fort Lee. So I'm going to be just south of Richmond now. Uh, mm. Don't have to pay for parking, which is great. The commute's a little different. I wouldn't say it's worse, maybe a tad bit longer, but I get to go around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different routes to get there. It, it's a pretty leisurely drive. So it's slightly longer, but more consistent. Yeah. Um, nice. And it's actually a much easier job and I'm getting paid a lot more money. So like, That's and it's way. still non-supervisory. Those I mean, of y'all that work for the government know that as you move up, it's hard to avoid the, the supervisor positions, but 
that's a nightmare managing people and I don't want to do it. Apparently so. when it's slightly longer and it's, uh, you know, that very consistent rhythm, I mean, it's, <laughs> exactly. that's what they really, <laughs> it's, <laughs> how did I miss that? Here we go. <laughs> it, it's, 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 yeah. Apparently that, that works out yeah. really well. Yeah. Old, they, they call me old faithful. <laughs> I'm trying to <and> true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and I think I might've said it yesterday, but it looks like by mid March I'll be home. Um, Yay. again, awesome. unless, unless crazy things happen in the world, but I'm pretty confident it'd be home mid-March. Cool. Yep. Looking good. Cool. Yeah. Fun. On the, the interview train, um, not as good news as yours, but I did have my second round interview today, four hours of interviews. Wow. <laughs> the panels were all four to six people an mm. hour each. Actually, to be honest with you, I absolutely loved it. It felt like I was with you guys, like podcasting, but <laughs> yeah, talking about you know what I'm going to do for these people in, in this new role, and I, I have an inside scoop because the person that had the job before me is a friend, and one of the people interviewing is a friend that I've mentioned quite a few times on the show, Alan Hinton. So yeah. <laughs> he That's good. he like messages me afterwards and we were sitting there chatting about it he's like he had a really great interview you know people are impressed i'm like great he's like but your competition's coming up next you know this woman works for the university already so Mm -hmm. you know it'll be what it'll be and he came back he was like she was underwhelming so hopefully that'll bode well for you um we have two more interviewers to interviewees to get through tomorrow but they said something as early as maybe next tuesday i'll know yeah, I always enjoyed the interview process. That was last, like uh, the hiring process. The film, the paperwork and stuff like that, I always hated that. But the interview process, I always enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, if I could get a job doing interviews for people, I would yeah. be so rich. Like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. I just I, yeah, I, I perform I, well. I, That's I, the peak I, of the performance yeah. that I will ever put forth in that position. <laughs> it's, it's the interview. It's all downhill. After well, I, I, my strategy when I'm interviewing is always just flip the script and ended up turning the conversation into an interview for them. Oh and they, yeah. Yes. They always take it off guard when you do it, and like it's amazing, like how well it goes when you do that. Like, yep. oh, you're interviewing me. No, I'm seeing if you're the right place for me. All right, yes. let's turn this around. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that's what I want to hire me. That's already a done deal. Like, <laughs> when I throw the questions back, they're like, uh, that's a good one. I'm like, okay, would anybody else like to respond to that? Would anybody else like to give some feedback? And all of a sudden it's like, this dude knows yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, I always have a whole list of questions. I, I have a like minimum a, of 10 questions. Yeah, I, I, and there we shocked. Cause I think a lot of people go into interviews and then they ask that question at the end. Like, do you have any questions to ask us? A lot of people say like, Oh no, I think I'm good. Like, no, that's never me. I'm always <laughs> like, actually I do. And I'll pull my notebook. I'm like, and <laughs> yep, <all right. laughs> let's go click click so my 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 first question when they say do you have any questions my first question is always yeah if y'all don't mind telling me a little bit about what brought you to this agency since i work for the government but you say company uh about how long you've been there like what are your likes dislikes sort of thing and you actually get good information from that if the whole panel's like i've only been there a couple of years or if they kind of dodge the question it might be a pretty toxic environment Right. But if you get a full panel, that's like, I've been here for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I love it. Like it's great. And they sound excited about it. It's actually right. really good feedback for you. So, and that's yeah. what I felt like with this interview, we had a large number of like lifers, 10 year, 15 year, 20 yeah. year. There were some new, like good two, sign. three years, but that's because their predecessors had retired out. 
And the girl that was in the job that I'm in, like they all still love her and she only left the job because she wanted more money and, you know, yeah. they couldn't give her what she wanted. So, yeah. yeah, I always ask the attrition question, like, you know, like how long has your staff been there? Like how long, you know, do you have people that have been around for long? It's like, how, how, what's the turnover like? And it's always a question I ask. And if, if they start turning red in the face and like, uh, we can't keep someone more than three months. I'm like, okay, thank you. This interview's over. <laughs> right. yeah, it's, that's a management problem, guys. You need to fix yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. You're very direct with it. I, yeah. I put them on the spot and see how they react. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so anyways, it's personal, <laughs> personal life. So let's get into this chapter, chapter 24, a message sent. And we have the rising sun. There one. House and new what, what they call it? The rising sun. Oh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we start with the Gwen, Um, and she goes back to her tent, and she's gonna go do some some reading because Avienda gave her some books tomorrow. That surprised me right off the bat. I know this is really horrible, but I was like, wait a second, I'll read. Yeah, I always found it interesting too about the real time world is how literate the world is. Like, and. and and yes, it's futuristic, but at the same time, it's a dystopian society. Mm-hmm. And it's so surprising that like, even like people from two rivers are very literate. They all can read. And you think about like very rural communities, uh, you know, before a centralized government and educational system, there was no, reason. there was no literacy in, yeah. in rural areas. That was not yeah. a thing um, at all. Well, in, so, in a society like the IEL, you would expect it to be more of the oral tradition, you know, let's get around the campfire yeah. and yeah. the elders will tell stories over and over again. And eventually Maybe someone else, it's their job. One to tell of the stories. ways they separated themselves from the tinkers. Yeah. Cause the tinkers yeah. are the ones that get around the fire and dance and sing and, tell their stories but here we have the idea like reading a little more rigid novels yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah well it's a collection of of heroic and romance tales so it's like 50 shades of gray um <laughs> you got some um um uh, you know what, what, xena princess warrior in there you know some <laughs> heroic tales you know so it's it's yeah it's a, it's a good little mix <laughs> yeah. yeah um and you know the flame the blade and the heart Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I really, you know, and they, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing. They throw in the fact that Brigitte is part of this, and uh, yeah. Guy of the Cane, and mm-hmm. they throw in a few other names. Uh, Ans- Anselin, is that right? I think that's and Barishel yeah. and Rogash Eagleyes. Rogash Eagleyes. I talked about that a few times. Names mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. And this uh, is it Dunchin Dunchinin. So we definitely have some characters that are being thrown out there. And I'm like, all right, so we know these are heroes. Like, when do they pop up in the book? Do they actually get their own little limelight? So yeah, trying to yeah. pay attention to and, some of the finer details. And Avienda claims that it's for the action and adventure, but it's really about when a man loves a woman. And every single one of them. Um, yeah. So, and she doesn't really even feel like reading, um, but it's too early to go to sleep because she has a plan to meet Nadine tonight. So it's too early. And that's, and she's trying to, you know, read to stay awake, but that doesn't really work. She falls asleep with the book under her chin, which I've done many a times. Like I've woken <laughs> up with my face like in a page, like, yeah. especially as like a kid, I used to read at night all the time. And I'd wake up in the morning, like with my face in a book, <laughs> yeah. lights, lights all still on. 
Yeah. A little bit of a drool spot in the corner. Yeah. 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 Page is ripped up a little bit because I've rolled around on the book. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I love her anxiety about seeing or excitement. That's the better word to use. Yeah. Excitement over seeing uh naive. Which mm-hmm. just because she's like, I finally put her in her place. I finally have one on her. Like mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see if my my statement that I made did to her has been lingering and she's been thinking about it. She's like, this isn't me, but man, does it feel good. Right. And she wanted to see if the effects had lingered. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. So she goes to sleep and she realizes she's in the dream world um, in the Stone of Tear. And she, you know, I think she thinks about stepping out at the same time. She's like, well, I might as well just stay here and take a look yeah. around. Um, and she hears people talking and she's like sneaks around the corner because she doesn't know who it is. And that's not what they said. And lo and behold, there is a woman that's with a golden, you know, braid and a silver bolt bow. And, and she starts rubbing her eyes. Like it can't be Brigitte. I'm, okay. I'm definitely just dreaming this. Cause I was just reading the stories about her. Like it can't actually be her. And she rubs her eyes and looks back. It's like, Nope, that's a lady talking to her. Like, the hell's going on <laughs> so um and it's so funny like she was she shifted towards Regit because she was kind of thinking about her as she's falling into mm-hmm. sleep had she just gone to sleep and not been thinking about you know the meeting that was to come and Brigitte specifically I don't know that she would have actually ended up in that spot with them right yeah so and I, I mean, I don't know if she was about to make herself presence known or anything like that, but before she can, Amis and Bayar show up and they're like, full woman, what are you doing? Kind <laughs> of sneak around in here early. early. <laughs> <clears throat> it's like a going world around to face Amis, her sun darkened face too youthful for her white hair. She's like, I fell asleep. And so she was quick with it too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't my fault. I'm I didn't so mean to. I didn't mean to. I fell asleep. <laughs> I just got here. I was going to get out of here. It happened accidentally. And then it, and they buy it. They're like, okay, that happens sometimes. But you well, really I mean, should be careful. Like she's back in her, you know, home-ish lands. Like she's back around grass and a little bit of humidity and warm air that she can cool with the breeze. And she's comfortable again. It's a likely story. Like, I'm ready for a good night rest. Mm-hmm. I still think the wise ones are um, some of our watchers in the dream world that they sent sometimes. Uh, I I think they know more still than they're letting on. And, and, and so you, okay. You'd make the argument that, okay, why would they yell at Egwene so much? And how come some of them like chastise her so much about it and everything, but that's to not like give away their hand because they gather information in the dream world by watching people. So I, well, I, and I think yeah. they knew she was there early. Right. And they chastise her for a lot of reasons, but also you can tell Egwene still holds on to some of these things. I mean, like she tried, she holds the power and she even mentions that like, um, you know, the wise ones have told her that the things you can do in the dream world are more powerful than the power itself. Like you can do more with the dream itself than you could ever do with the power. So you shouldn't lean on that as a crutch, but she's just like, well, that's what I know. Um, so, I mean, obviously they know a whole lot more about this world. I mean, that's very obvious, but um right but it's uh it's it's yeah she's definitely uh um like you were saying um they yeah. they, they could be just watching too yeah <laughs> the wolves too i mean we haven't heard from them in a while but you know oh, yeah. they, they're there yeah so. the wolves as well yeah they could be the watchers could be wolf watchers wolves wolves yeah. could be a being Puppers. that just watches over the stories and the lives mm-hmm. of the people 
Yeah. Never interfering, just watching. Just watching The Watcher. <laughs> okay, Marvel. Um, and yeah, so they scold her for coming, like I said, for coming early, but they understand. And then um, uh, they're surprised to see Elaine there early as well. So they immediately start to scold Elaine. And Elaine doesn't put up with it. She just like makes herself look all like queenly and, and you know, doesn't seem concerned at all. She's like, I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, it, you know, there before that, they mentioned like, you're lucky that one of the guys Shin found you. Mm-hmm. And then they, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Try like, they, they yeah. knew she was there early. And, you know, she, of course, is violated at that point because they're like, yeah, they put you to bed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll be okay. Just make sure you get some sleep. But now let's, let's go have a conversation with this person. And she's like, it's not naive. It's, it's, it's Elaine. Elaine. You're right. And they come up and they do chastise her, another young fool. Bear mm-hmm. muttered, girls today have no more brains or discipline than goats, yeah. which I found that pretty entertaining. <laughs> I was like, well, there may be some truth to that, but yeah. I do love the comeback. Like she quite literally was like, let me put on the most elegant gown that I know I can think of. Mm-hmm. Let me put on a crown indicating that I am the one in charge here. This stands a little taller. Yeah. It's nothing to these women. They're like, oh, you have a pretty dress on. What can you do in it? Mm-hmm. Like... It, it serves you no purpose yeah but and and but she's not rude with the response she's like i do thank you for your concern <laughs> however mm-hmm. it's unwarranted very let's stately. get let's get down to business yeah <laughs> <laughs> and one of the first questions is like okay why are you here where's naive and she's like naive hurt her head and she starts talking about some of the people um you know in the menagerie and in, in the menagerie um and the circus and and Egwene's just like I mean I know all these names because you've mentioned them but I have no idea who people are so I kind of like whatever this story um, seems wild yeah. like I don't believe it as the reader I know Egwene doesn't really believe it like the way Nynaeve was acting yeah. uh, it just seems weird and then apologetic and mm-hmm. it just I, I don't know it yeah. seems odd so if that's the case if if it was a made up story what is Elaine trying to cover up hmm and because, yeah. you know, they say, like, sometimes you can catch people in a lie because they're offering too much detail. I'm mm-hmm. like, I kind of felt like I was getting that from Elaine here. Like, she's trying to tell this big story of why Nynaeve's not there. And she almost over explains it. And it's mm-hmm. just not, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. So. Before we even go that far, though, I want to mention the thought. Where did, Begreet, Be, uh, where did Brigitte and the others wait? And so that was one of the things that I picked up on as I was listening and reading through was, you know, Brigitte was there. Um, Nynaeve knew this and she's like, you know, it brings up a good question. We know that the horn is going to call them, but where is it calling them from? Yeah. And then the next question is that the horn can call them from Tel Anriad. Can it call others? Huh. Interesting. Hmm. And and are they waiting in the dream? Are they waiting in some space in between? And who else could be there? Mm. Like uh, the it, space it really between up. the <laughs> horn that blows <laughs> is a space we'll fill with time. <laughs> so uh, all these thoughts kind of went through my mind. Like maybe we're we're learning a way to another way to exit the dream, or maybe we're learning that there is another space that can be accessed or that can mm-hmm. access Salan Riyadh, but we don't know much about the power of the horn. We don't know much about 
I guess, karma and destiny either, because, you know, these people are waiting for one of two things. They're waiting for a rebirth or they're waiting to be called upon. So again, can you call others to the, the living world? So, and here's another question. I mean, this is metaverse type thing. Like, so awake, a person in the real world can enter Teleronriar. Does it work the other way around besides the horn? Yeah. Well, that is a good question. Can they? I would have to say yes. I would, I would think so, but. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then, you know, it tells a story about Nynaeve. We're back to that. And Elaine tells, or Gwen's not amused and tells Elaine to tell <laughs> Nynaeve to hold her temper. <laughs> which you know like she's still trying to scold her through elaine through yeah. elaine yeah yeah and, and also hints to elaine that they want to she wants to talk to her alone later as well once the once the wise ones leave um and they do a quick exchange of of, of like the news like i said and you know she talks about some of the people that she, they're traveling with and i think uh Gwen asks, you know, why don't you just leave them and head you know the way you need to go and she kind of makes some excuses about some of the intelligence she's gathering that there's a sean chan with them and of course that gets a Gwen all upset um because you know, <laughs> Gwen hates the sean chan uh for good reason um and, and you know she's learned a lot about this sean chan woman you know traveling with her um i guess she she works with the uh the boar horses um but you know she learned how to work with the boar, boar horses by serving on the court uh back in sean chan definitely I didn't know if you guys caught that. Oh no, I caught that like what two reads ago. It's like she. No, did you she... did you did you catch the the name of the court? Oh no, what was the name? I did not. No, oh, I'm not gonna tell you if you didn't catch it. Well, son of a bitch. Now you now you shouldn't flip it to your the book of fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll push forward while you look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that one. Um, I don't remember names of the people I meet in day to day life. How do I remember the name of a place? Yeah, and they're still trying to remember like where the blues gathered. Like you know, they, they can't remember the name of that town. So that's another thing they're talking about. Um. So anything from all this besides Ian looking up uh, uh the the court? <laughs> uh, is it Cien? No, that's the name of. Oh, oh no, I did catch this. Take it back. The Court of the Nine Moons, where Matt was looking for. I remember hearing that and going, Matt's marrying a Shan Shen. How did no I miss way. that shit? No, like that, as soon as I heard that, I was like, Matt's marrying a Shan Shen. <laughs> like, is he a traitor? Or wait a minute, maybe he's connected to, to Archer Hawk, Hawkwing. Because mm. wasn't it his people that it was his people went, that went over, that went over there? Mm-hmm. And didn't I say that maybe he was just Archer Hawkwing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes i do remember that i was like when i heard rest slash <laughs> when red, I was a man like, matt i know matt matt like i wanted to jump in the he's book. gonna go live like, the matt, i can tell you where she's at you just have to travel in and go across the land and see to get her yeah so by the end of this book uh Egwene's gonna spill the beans somehow matt finds out and he's gonna be like i'm gone i'm gone well, so i i'm gonna jump ahead quite a bit and then come back we have to realize that the Shan Chen are coming back with oh, yeah, yeah, because they capture one of the Aes Sedai that Min meets up with, yeah, in two chapters, right? And, and yeah, and and also as well, um, you know, that's the point that that point's made here as well, like where 
the wise ones don't understand why they're so interested in the Sean Chan. It's like Rand defeated them in Falma. Like, why? It's like, you think they're not coming back? Like, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're coming back. <laughs> that was the first thing you asked us at the end of the book. You were like, you think the Sean Chan are coming back? We were both <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the TV show did not do them or did them a lot of justice, but it like throws, threw me off completely because you see billions of warships like piling up along the beach and killing everything in the wake. And it's like, is this their first coming or their second? Because yeah. <laughs> that's how I expect the second coming in the book. Yeah. Like they came quietly, snuck in and then started taking stuff over first go around. Next go around, they're just going to storm the land from all sides. So sure. So yeah. Um, There's yeah. your prediction. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So also um, during this, Egwene tells her that, you know, that they're moving to Kyrie and the Shido are seven days ahead. Uh, they're going towards the heading towards the capital, um, and um, um, you know, they, you know, being spotted by the Karian um, is probably unavoidable at this point. But it's what they're doing, so they're marching towards, and mm. and that's kind of how we end this chapter with them exchanging uh, kind of goodbyes as the wide uh, the wise ones uh, leave, thinking that Egoin's going to leave as well. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So anything from all this energy? I know it's not much, uh, but there's only a lot of tidbits in here. Obviously, the court of the nine moons is a big one. Um, yes. So who's the daughter of the nine moons? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I, I think we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe it is her, and she's just downplaying her role because she's away from home, doesn't have her people Ooh. around. That could be. So, do you think the daughter of the nine moons who work with the boar horses, though? Uh, I mean, why not? She could be a little tomboyish and maybe she wanted to. I mean, Fael seemed like the type of daughter from, That's you know, true. kind of a noble family that wanted to get get in the muck and do well, things that weren't air quote traditional female things to do. What about our other Sanchen friend? Maybe she's the one that outs her. Oh, the other one, uh, the one that, that um, not even Elaine and all ran to. Um, she went off with Bale Doman. Um, yeah, but who to, knows? She might yeah. come back. Yeah. 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 So our, our was, daughter of the Nine Moons Gideon, might Gideon. already be That's with Gideon. Elaine and Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. And why are they attracted to the Shan Chen? Why is it always those two finding Shan Chen? I don't know. Because the Will Weaves, man. The Will Weaves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Is so anything else from this chapter? Anything else that we missed? I think we hit all the highlights. Um, if we hit the highlights. I'm right okay. there with you. Yeah. All right. Let's move around to chapter 25. Dreams of Galad. He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. He is, though. He is. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is very, very dreamy. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Egwene floats in the darkness for a moment when she's sure the wise, wise ones um, have left. Uh, she decides to go to the White Tower. Um, Fireflies seemingly twinkled, the vast horde fading away into unimaginable distance. This reminds me of when Professor X first gets hooked up mm. to, um, oh, what's this machine's name? Darn it. I know what you're talking about. The big dome thing with all the different lights. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can see all the people. I am connected. I can see everybody individually, and yet everybody as one. Like that was pretty cool. Like I, yeah. I like the visual that he gave here, and it also shows how strong she's getting and being able to 
use Talan Riyadh. So mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing this development in her that yeah. I, I'm fully impressed with. And we're going to get to some jokes here that I think are going to come true. So we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Some Easter eggs, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets to the White Tower and she cautiously looks around and, and then sees, you know, Elaine there as well. So she did get the message. Um, and, you know, Gwen immediately starts to ask her about uh, Brigida. Um, but Elaine's is like, I can't tell you. It's like, what do you mean you can't tell me? You're like, we're best friends. It's like, I mean, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. <laughs> but no, I mean, really, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, she's like, I, I made promises. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, I, I can't break the trust, which I appreciate to some degree. Um, you know, there, there's something to that. Mm. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she right off the bat, like they have this quick exchange about, you know, I wasn't sure if this is what you meant, but I'm glad we were right. Like, wait till I introduce you to uh, Lini or Cerelia. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, tell me about your meeting with Brigitte. It was mm-hmm. Brigitte, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like Elaine staggered. She's like, I can't talk about that. And you're right. She she stated, I made promises. And one day, hopefully I would be able to talk about it and realize that every time she starts to even think about talking about it or makes a statement along those lines, she starts to look around anxiously. Right. So she realizes that they are always being watched. Wait, but this, she's not actually talking to Elaine, though. This is Mogadine's web. No, and this is yet. how, yeah, this is how Mogadine knows about Elaine and Egwene and Burgadit. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't the real dream world. Well, it might be the real dream world, but Mogadine is manipulating this. This is not a real conversation between Elaine and Egwene. That's how I took it. Okay. Well, that's how I took it after, at the after, end after. <laughs> <laughs> when you get the little Mogadine bit. No, see now I or you think Bogadine's just watching and I finds think all this stuff. She was watching, out. she was mm-hmm. listening, she follows Whoa. Nynaeve. And I think then, it's more sinister than that. No, I, she she can't put somebody in a trap until she knows that they're, they're there. Yeah. Mm. So like it was in the moment that she was in the tower going through. Let, let's continue in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. We're I'll reflect on it some more as we well, get through this chapter. So the only yeah. reason why I say no to that is because Elaine immediately starts going in. About, well, maybe this is Mogadin as well, but yeah, Elaine starts going in about Rand, you know, asking yeah. about Rand and her, her her neckline drops a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't Mogadin already know about that? This is the sure. first time she's acted that way. There's no new information coming here. Yeah. but And, and yeah. it was Egwene that brought up the Burgundy thing or Brigitte yeah. thing, sure. not Elaine. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, Gwen says, yeah, his head gets bigger every day. Um, he's threatened the clan chiefs as well. <laughs> and Well, yeah. she's like, he's a king. That's an expectation. Yeah, right. And, I mean, that's why, like, this is an Elaine statement because she understands what it takes to be in charge. She's been being trained. How was that not a Mogadine statement? Because Mogadine knows who the Dragon Reborn is, Mogadine forward. Mogadine probably knows way more than like it. And he, she initially, it was in a dismissive way. Well, but of course, he, of course, he would say that because I think that's a harsh response a very, for Elaine to give. No, nah, it was said in a very unapologetic way that a queen would say it. Everything we've seen about Elaine, there's nothing about her that's like, yeah, let's go hang people that are getting out of line. 
She's uh, the one trying to feed the poor. She's the one that like wants the most fair treatment. And there's nothing about her that, that makes me think in that position, she would have that heavy of a hand. Yeah. That seems more like a Mogadine response to me. I don't know. I, I could be way off. Yeah. And then the, the conversation shifts to naive because Egwene starts asking about her getting this fight and what caused any problems. And Elaine's like, no, actually, she apologized for it. And like, Egwene's like, what? Well, she even admitted <laughs> that's the other thing. She's like, yeah, naive is different since the last time you two met. That wouldn't be something Mogadine would know. True. Yeah. You say true. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also say she's a watcher so how would she not know it if she's been watching uh is she watching the teller is she actually there too watching mm. no no okay okay i might i might be wrong with this one yeah. we have naive apologizing let's just pause right there right yeah. it the seems moment. so unrealistic 2 23 we first read has apologized. Yeah, she's apologized. She's somebody that isn't lamb. Are we believing that this actually happened though? I am. Until I, I get confirmation, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Gwen, maybe what Gwen said got finally got to naive and you know, maybe changed her ways. But oh, we know it got to her. Yeah, oh we do. And, and but Elaine notes that Gwen's changed as well. You know, Gwen's leveled up and, and grown. And and she makes a little comment. She says, you know, one day you'll be on one seat. One day, and I'll be a queen, and we'll, you know, yeah. we'll rule the world together. We'll rule the world together. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I still feel like we're in Mogadine's web, and I'm the only one who recognizes it. And you guys are just sitting there going, "Yay, this is everything's fine. Yeah, this is great." I, we enter Mogadine's web with the first flicker. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, okay. We're Raffo. Um, okay. So. Um, yeah, with that, Elaine does leave after this, and Gwen goes back to look through papers and try to find um, anything she could find. And you know, there's a couple of reports that um, mostly speak of failure, um, and you know, notices that things aren't going that well. Um, Bashir's army is still missing, is one of the reports, um, and there's uh, reports about Chanchico as well. Um, uh, Night, uh, Pedro Nile is calling the White Cloaks. Uh, to Amador and no one knows why uh, and Rand's location is unknown which she's comforted by that um, still no word, uh, word of Bashir have taken the army yeah the do, do you recognize do you recognize the last name Bashir that's um the one that's after no I don't recognize wow. okay it, it has been mentioned so it's not really a spoiler yeah no Bashir has been mentioned um because uh so I mean this is not a spoiler you can put pieces together it's not it's not because you've heard this name um so fail's real last name is Bashir. Oh. Right. yeah <clears throat> he's gone to help fail out that's he, what it is he's going to help Perrin. so yeah he's gotta go meet his new son-in-law yeah or maybe go grab his daughter and try to bring her back home and then find out that she's going to the our, wedding. Our, 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 our go show up and find his daughter's married without his permission yeah <laughs> this can go yeah. multiple ways <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna be a blacksmith from a little village. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's a king too in his own right. He's got his own banner and everything flying. Yeah, king okay. of the two river folk. Yeah, from he's Manethrin. got two banners. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Yep. Lord of Manethrin. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and got... it looks like the agent who let uh, Elaine and Nynaeve escape uh, was it's supposed to not made an was, of... yeah was not supposed to be punished, but then it was crossed out like. No, nope. poor, poor girl. We're punishing her. Poor woman, I uh, should yeah. say. Yeah. 
Huh. And it seems like Alada is making plans to build a palace within yeah, the White Tower's womb. Awfully high of herself. Mm-hmm. So with the number of pages, it couldn't be just a living quarter. It must be a palace. Yeah. And it talks about Aja agents in Camelin said the queen had been in seclusion for days, but uh, some have said that they saw her um, in a public audience. So clearly she's out trying to captivate her followers again and you know reclaim her throne so we'll see how that goes right we have rebellions in shinar and arfel yeah and then Egwene moves to the keeper study and this is when she runs into galad this is when we have our our, flicker our flickers moment. yeah where's that I'm trying to find it in the book because he's more beautiful than any man has a right to be. Before she Barf. had time to even consider what, what that meant, the door opened and Galad stepped in, smiling, his broad and blue coat fitting his shoulders perfectly. Snug britches showing the shape of his calves. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that's There's... all it was showing. Oh, always, always, Robert Jordan loves to write about male calves. It's like the thing. Mm. These calves. I don't know if like maybe Harriet had a thing for calves, and like as the editor was like, "Yeah, write some more calf. I write calves in there. Like, more she, calf had, in there. she has some calf fetish." <laughs> sorry, Harriet's still alive. So if you listen to our podcast, Harriet, I'm sorry for calling you out for your. Calf. <laughs> um, it sounds like it. Are you that Robert Jordan had a kink about it? And I'm not kink shaming. If that's your thing, that's your thing, man. I like we'll calves. we'll test it. If we ever run into her, I'm gonna pull up my pant leg and flex my calf and see what happens. We happens. should all do it. If her heart if her heart goes better. a flutter, then Alan, you are correct. Uh, I say I'm a calf person too. I if like we get kicked out of Jordacon, Alan, you are wrong. If we get showing calves, if we get kicked out Jordacon showing calves, I am not going back to Jordacon. I'm sorry. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> There's far worse things that, that that we might do. That should be the official like secret handshake of getting in. You got your calf for him <laughs> if i mean you have no calf, there might be badgers releasing no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> giggity <laughs> or maybe eased you know you might yeah, ease, uh, you might ease uh, the badger mm, a little bit mm. if you two wish to canoodle a brisk woman's voice said <laughs> you canoodle. will not to do so here <laughs> guys yeah. guess what i'm canoodling right now Ooh. Ooh. yeah <laughs> and this is where it flickers and they go to the two rivers mm-hmm. okay Flicker. Yeah. So but it flickered first. So the keeper's right. It's a uh, hurry out, hurrying out into the antechamber. She was about to reach for the neat pile of scrolls and parchments, some with the seals on the keeper's writing table, when the room seemed to flicker. Mm-hmm. And this is when she had the spell cast on her the weave, yeah. the web, the web, the web of was weaved. the spider's web. And yeah. then, like you said, we get a second flicker, and she's in Edmund's field. Like she right. fled without thinking of the image she mm-hmm. was forming and found herself gulping for a breath on the greens in Edmund's field. So right. she was right there in front of her father's inn and she thought she was safe. And the she, only roof like it in the two rivers. <laughs> she's like, I'm yeah. a fool for letting my dream interfere with Talan Riyadh. So right. she's putting all the blame on herself. So she clearly doesn't have the awareness needed to know when a weave has been placed on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so she just wholeheartedly accepts responsibility for this. Now, I do like this story. You know, she's got Galad there, smiling, loving, mm-hmm. handsome. They have a baby. 
Mm -hmm. but there's also like these two banners so she is kind of fighting what's going on she's fighting louis without knowing it it's like a reflexive i will get out of this and she continuously goes back and forth with herself about the inn and the the banners versus you know galad and her mother and and a baby right a little boy yeah and she knows something's just not right. And she's, she's kind of taken back by the banners, too. She's like, that's odd. Um, but yeah, well, it would be odd, too, because they haven't heard from about or what's going on with Perrin. And no, they, they don't know. They this don't the know. First look at Perrin we got. And all yeah. we're really this is two banners. Right. And she knows this is not right. So she screams and flees and leaves Teleron Riyadh. And that's how we end this scene. So mm-hmm. any thoughts from all this before we move to our one paragraph of your next point of view <laughs> which i think was one of the best little paragraphs um this in, in this i think was the best part of all three chapters that we read yeah honestly yeah yeah i mean so, this is the story getting very interesting yeah so yeah so yeah Gwen leaves and mogadine, mogadine steps out yeah where this little village was not the sort of place you would expect to see banners flying. The girl had been stronger than she had thought to escape her weaving of Talan Riyadh. Mm-hmm. Even Lanfear could not improve on her abilities here, whatever she claimed. Still, the girl had just been of interest because she was speaking to Elaine. So we see that even in her rawest form, Nynaeve is stronger than Mogadine and Lanfear in Talan Riyadh. Egwene. Egwene, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which we get this idea that she is, but we, you know, this is the first time it's really been tested. Yeah. And yeah. she's surprised that Egwene was able to escape her trap. I mean, that Egwene actually got out because apparently she thought that she had her. Um, yeah. Why? And so why isn't Mogadine more concerned in real world? channel fighting she got bested by Nynaeve mm-hmm. and here when she had the element of surprise she went toe-to-toe with Egwene and Egwene got away right I don't you'd think you'd think she'd be a little more concerned now knowing well, that I mean, these two girls are you know if you don't know who side. Egwene is right you might have just been lazily laying a weave well i'm just gonna kind of put a spell on you and oh yeah see that's true happens. maybe she didn't come full force yeah, yeah. i think it was more just uh, yeah she didn't really know who, she doesn't know who Gwen is she just knows that she knows elaine which knows Nynaeve, and Nynaeve's really who she's trying to get after and she's really interested about this whole brigida thing too i mean she's like oh yeah i, she, I remember her from the age of legends and of course, she went by a different name. And I was, yeah, it's like she foiled my plans back then. But before I could get revenge, she died. You know, but I'll still get my revenge. Um, it's pretty much what she thinks. But she's her main plan is around Nynaeve. She's trying mm. to get, yeah, her plans to and get back at Nynaeve. Vanishes into thin air. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So thoughts about all this? Thoughts about McGideon doing all this? And and, and McGideon's learning a lot here. So this could be dangerous. It could be, and you know, I, you know, they have the fear that she is watching. Mm-hmm. I wish they find a way to like indicate to themselves that they are being watched, yeah, or watch the watcher, yeah. But yeah. no, nothing else. This is a quick chapter. Okay, you guys, ready to move the next one? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to chapter twenty-six, Sally Dara, and the symbol is the Wheel of Time symbol. Um, 
and we're in men's point of view, which we don't see many of these. So it's always fun when we switch to men. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And for days, they've been traveling together. Logan's looking like shit. Um, dog, yeah, he's, he's looking pretty bad. Uh, they're traveling southwest of Lugard um, on their way to where they think is uh, Saldera um, from the name Saldera. And and, and yeah, like I said, Logan's mute has been steadily deteriorating. He's just kind of like super depressed. And, um, yeah, I, I think even, uh, well, Mana- states this. she's like 15 days. They had ridden 15 mm-hmm. days while towns and villages grew fewer and farther between until finally there was none day by day. Logan's shoulder had sagged a little more and day by day, the halo appeared more often at mm-hmm. first. He had begun muttering that they were chasing <laughs> jack of the mist mm-hmm. and it says for six days now he had not seemed to have the energy to care where they were going and what they were going uh to get there or when they were going to get there excuse yeah. me yeah so but the halo though like it's on, yeah appearing more and more glory mm-hmm. glory 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 the weaker he gets i'm like what is what is that all about i'm super confused <laughs> but is it because they're getting closer to the destination that the halo is appearing more and more or what so maybe there's glory and death for him okay i was gonna ask so maybe he yeah maybe maybe becomes the new king of the underworld now that bealzaman is finished off or maybe he like joins (laughs) the those that are going for the like part of the horn i don't know yeah yeah strange maybe there's somebody there that can help him like yeah, maybe he turns, up, maybe he turns to the dark side so he gets powers from the dark one you know that, and that's that something we missed in the last chapter was getting actually talked about asking oh yeah asking to have naive have eternal life so she can immortality so he can torture forever yeah um, that's really cool i like that so and then also is the first time where you 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 finally get that um um so that's why a lot of people ask in the beginning of the books is like wait the forsaken are three thousand years old how are they still around well the grant the dark one can actually grant the power of, of immortality so that's actually it stops the turning of the wheel and that's actually first time it's actually mentioned is that is that a little uh, snippet that we just breezed right on over breezed right on over yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i did read it i didn't notice that i was like that talk about sinister i want to torture her for eternity yeah let's just give her immortality and then stick needles in her eyes yeah, and listen to her scream for the rest. Like that's hell, literal hell. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, um, yeah. And and men's kind of wondering exactly where they're going, but Swan didn't think it was necessary to tell men, so they're kind of just kind of wandering. And Swan's directing them, but yeah, I think they're all getting kind of antsy. Um, and Leanna's trying to do like these little flirts with Legane, but of course Legane's being super depressed, so he doesn't really care. <laughs> men's like, maybe if you kissed him, yeah. Like at this point, I just need to see some action. I want to see something more because, you know, riding with y'all for 15 days on this horse. Yeah. It's not doing it for me. Yeah. I like their little division of labor of, well, I'll deal with the men and Swan can deal with the women. And when they, when they get those rules mixed up, it's kind of cost them, Mm -hmm. you know, flirting with the wrong guy, gets them run out of town. Oh Yeah. It's like you had the the angry farm wife and <laughs> yeah, and and they mention as they keep on traveling, like houses and villages get more and more sparse. It's you're you're getting to the middle of nowhere, like you know where you see a few a day, and then maybe one a day, and then days with nothing 
um, just this pure wilderness, um, which is always interesting when you travel through an area of the country that doesn't have a lot of anything. Um, you know, I, it, it reminds me a lot of, of hiking like the Appalachian Trail. And the reason why I say that is like, it's not so much houses, but just other people. Like when you hike the popular parts of the trail, you'll see people all the time. Lots of day hikes, people yep. all the places you humpback rock in Virginia, or you do like spy rock and the priest and stuff like that. But Tons once you people. get like, once you get past like the really easy hike in places, like you see only through hikers at that point. Yeah. And they're very few and far between. Like you'll just mm. like, you'll walk for hours and hours and hours and come around the corner. All of a sudden there's some guy just walking and you're like, Oh, well, especially, like, especially <laughs> if you're doing a fall hike in the more Northern parts before it gets too cold. Generally, as you get close to winter, people aren't in the Northern parts. Mm-hmm. I did a three day hike once where I did maybe 50 miles in three days and mm-hmm. ran into one person. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. weren't carrying a lot and they had their dog with them. I don't know where the fuck they came from. But anyways, <laughs> well, there's that cult. There's a cult up there. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. What's the? Do you got? Do you guys remember that? The name of the cult? That was no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Now I'm. I know what up. you're talking about, but no, I don't. I don't um, uh, I'm gonna look it up now. It's uh the twelve tribes. Oh, that's it. The twelve tribes Ooh. cult. Um, they're they're in Virginia. Um, it's actually like it's actually a cult, and they try to uh, recruit th- hikers into their cult and get them to stop hiking and come live with them on their commune up there in the mountains. <laughs> Yikes. It's like, what do you <laughs> offer? Well, they sell stuff to like, are they give away like food and rations and they like to hikers. So like at the big base camps, they'll, they'll come there and offer like provisions and food and like, and then sit by the fires to them and then start talking about their weird cult and try to get you to join. It's, mm. it's weird. It's a whole thing. It's it's, like it's the weird. Daughter of the whatever that comes and talks to women all the time when you're at yeah. Walmart. Yeah. So the twelve tribes. That's it. You can look them up. They're they're, they're strange. It's a cult. it's a whole cult. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, um. So yeah. So uh, as it gets more sparse, eventually they come out of the woods, and all of a sudden, bam! There's like actually a big size village. Like it's not small either. Like you know, men sees waters, and there's kids running around, and and everyone is like just like stops what they're doing, like freezes in place and like stares, obviously have the hands on weapons, like reaching into like bags and, and like behind mm-hmm. carts and like, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> um, they're not well, particularly funny, like only, only a fool would find, would think to find a gathering ice die so near Amadisia. Mm-hmm. But there they were like right around the corner. Like we're just going to hide in plain sight. Right, which Amadisia is the is the seat of the white cloaks. So, like, why would the white like why would anybody think to ever look for for Rebel Aes Sedai like right next to where the white cloaks headquarters are? Exactly. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hide next to like one of your enemies, and they're like, "Yeah, there's no way the Aes Sedai would go anywhere near there." Like, let's look everywhere else but there. So, yeah. Um, what do you all think about like the, the village's reaction to them coming in? Like, I mean. They, uh, they so, might rec- they might recognize low gain. They probably don't recognize they obviously don't recognize Swan and, and, and some might recognize men. Some maybe. Right? Yeah. Um so honestly at this point I thought it was a little bit of the well because they've been still they look a little different but more of a combination of how busy they were there that they just did a quick look and maybe at a glance didn't notice. So at this point I'm like it's only a matter of time until they go aha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um 
Yeah. And then, yeah, Swan leads them to a building that looks like it used to be an inn. Um, I mean, there's a sign there, but it's like all, you know, it's so, you know, washed away and getting read. Like, there's just neglect everywhere. <laughs> it's obviously like a town that's been abandoned for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they, this was the, like, the hideaway. This was the safe house. You don't visit the safe house mm-hmm. often, you don't check on it. You just kind of, Hope that the provisions that you left there are still good when you get there to use them. Yeah. And they make their way in and they, you meet some familiar names. Um, Shiriam's there, which of course she was the mistress of the novices. And we've dealt with Shiriam a lot in previous books. Um, you remember Shiriam? Yeah. She's like, I yeah. would be happier there. Just, I would be happier to see child if I knew how you discovered our presence here. And if you hadn't brought him along. Like, yeah. She's hoping he was dead. Front. Like the rumors say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and well, so this there. is this is already where it gets odd, and they're talking directly to men, and not Swan. Mm-hmm. This, so this is where I'm like, okay, wait a minute, take another look. Come on, cheer, just take a look. Right? How are we still? Why are we still talking to men? Yeah, <laughs> and men's like, I don't know why I'm here. Ask them. Like, and they're like, why would we ask those two little girls? And they're like, that's Swan. This is Leanna, and like they're getting mad. Like Swan and Leanna at the same time. Like you're like kind of getting like little arrogant about it like but you know obviously their their appearance has changed dramatically from the stilling but they didn't realize it changed that much right Uh, so and this is what i was getting at earlier like obviously this isn't a new concept but definitely this put into perspective how big of a change it was mm -hmm. and there's still something going on here that i can't quite grasp because like it didn't take men it wasn't that difficult for men to see them Right. I don't know, but maybe, um, maybe over time as the stilling like settled in, it got worse. So like mental right, right afterwards and it probably still looked the same. And then as they're traveling, it's it such a gradual thing that you don't really notice it. But then by yeah. the time they got there, it's months later and they don't look anything like themselves anymore. Yeah. And so, so this explains a lot when, um, what's his name? The captain of the guard, former captain of the guard. Yeah. Friend. Yeah, so when he runs into Swan and then tells a story about how he met the Amberlin seat, blah, 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 and is right there and doesn't recognize her. And I'm like, come on, old man, how do you not recognize her? But I mean, obviously, people that she lived with and saw day in and day out, like staring her in the face is like, mm, no. Yeah. I mean, you look similar, but no. Yeah. I mean, that's like, crazy. Oh, no, the voice is the same. And they're like, well, quiz me, ask me questions. And they're like, okay, we will. <laughs> so they go through like tons of questions and learn about all sorts of pranks. The Inquisition. The Inquisition. Yeah. So all sorts of pranks that they pulled and all sorts. And, you know, men's like, wow, um, I didn't realize you guys were that wild back in the day. It's like, if you guys can get away with this, what should I have been able to get away with? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Th- yeah. Oh, she's like, oh. yeah, they shouldn't even be here. They it's should- like, it's it's like all those those stories from high school and college you don't tell your kids. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. that was perfect in college, in yeah, high school and college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I never did anything crazy. Nope. <laughs> uh, Look, so. I I had a, even in the army, like you can't get away with today what we got away with when I first joined and when I was in Europe, and wow. I counseled somebody out here. Well, I was told I had to counsel somebody out here for something that they did. And I thought it was ridiculous. And it's going to turn in one of those. I'm putting it on paper, but we're not saving this anywhere. And I'm going to throw it away later. 
but I was told to, so I had to. So after I'm done counseling, we do the official thing. I'm like, all right, come on, let's talk. What happened? Da, da, da. And he tells me the full story. And I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Uh, I remember this one time, uh, one of my buddies got jumped in this uh, Russian owned bar. So like our platoon sergeant uh, had us, or no, the um, first sergeant formed up the whole company and marched us down there. And we jumped that guy and all of his friends and everything. And then we came back and he's like, and the soldier's like, and nobody got in trouble. I was like, no, nah, different times, man. Different times. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that now. But yeah, that's what we did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like even in my industry and my, my, my line of work, like back in the day when you first started, like people used to haze a lot, even like, I mean, 15 oh, years yeah. ago when I started, it was completely different than this today. Like the amount of pranks and, and, and like little hazing that was done was a lot more extreme than today. Like none of that is allowed. It's no. very frowned upon. Like, in fact, um, uh, one company I worked for um, uh, made a corporate policy where they weren't allowed to hire interns anymore um, without going through a temp agency because the interns were being hazed and abused so oh, wow. badly um, that um, that they <laughs> they changed the rules where you weren't allowed to hire your own interns. You had to go through temp agencies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because <laughs> like, uh, they were just yeah that was, that was bad <laughs> yeah the glory days i don't mm. know if those are glory days or not yeah it depends on which side of the coin you're looking at i don't know i uh, think uh, it builds camaraderie in some ways in some ways it did go too far so it, it you know it just all depends i'll tell and you what on- marching back from that bar and first sergeant with a bloody lip singing cadence and us screaming cadence back at him with people like with black eyes and shit like that and all busted up that was fucking fantastic <laughs> Lo- i love that first i would have done anything for that guy after that point yeah. i mean that was a team building experience <laughs> yeah that we so, would all go to jail for today yeah. <laughs> probably um so yeah so you know obviously um you know that's this is when they find out that you know swan tells them that you know, she still knows she's still valuable to them, even though she's been stilled. Yeah. Um, she has her connections with the eyes and ears of the blues. And that's how she was able to find Sally Dara, the name. And that's how they mm-hmm. found them. Um, yeah. And, you know, they said they still can be, you know, and Leanna even chimes in saying that, you know, even though we can't channel, we can still be used, you know, for the tower. So we're still in there, but you know, the eyes and eyes are still very skeptical about it. Like they don't know, they don't know what to do with them. Like, it's just mm-hmm. one of these things like, like a deposed former leader that can never be a leader again because they're no longer able to channel. So therefore, like, how do you treat these people? And then, you know, some, and there's rumors obviously that they caused all this and that, you know, some people, even though they are against the tower, that's not necessarily for them. Uh, you get that sense like that, that some of them are, are still anti-swan. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, that's, that's the thing about being in power and being in leadership. You're always going to have somebody that dislikes you. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have a group of people that dislike you. It just so happens that she needs to depend on the people that dislike oh, yeah. her. So yeah, well, she and, still steps in very much like she's in charge. Right. Oh, yeah. She's She still has that attitude. And she still has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, and that's that's one of the things that she nudge and wink conveys when there's the hey how'd you find us and she says how uh, that's where main recognizes there was more to it than in what was said it was mm-hmm. all right i still have my connections yada 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 but right. um you also have to remember chris swan is used to operating like this because she's had different circles of people she can trust with different things but the people that 
she can trust with her ultimate mission, it's like three people. Mm-hmm. There's Varen, her, and Moraine. I mean, who else? Who else knows the depth and detail that they know about Rand and everything? So she's she's used to operating that very small. It used to just be her and Moraine. Varen came in kind of late in the game. Right. Yeah. So Agreed. she's she's still in her comfort zone. She's gonna yeah. be able to work some angles here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um after that, um Man and Logan are dismissed. Uh, you know, as they continue the conversation with Solon and Lannan and Men's offered some food, and she doesn't feel like she's she's welcome either. And in Sodar, that that she's not really welcome there. So that's kind of how we end this. It's a very short chapter. He doesn't but, like you very much. Yeah, yeah so, I don't like okay. you either. I don't like you either. <laughs> so a few things I do want to talk about. Uh, men did talk about a few visions and viewings she had. So I was going to mention those. We already talked about the halo of greatness around uh, Logan's head, um, and but Adam. We talked about yeah that. around yeah. that yellow's neck yeah so that was um, rough edicina uh had a silver collar suddenly appear around her neck um and she did not like that viewing any view of sanchan um yeah so yeah that, that was not a good one but then also shiriam had rays of silver and blue flashed about her fiery hair in a soft golden light um and then Carlina, another Aes Sedai, for an instant, men saw an image of a raven floating beside her dark hair. Um, like Aja. Yeah, mm-hmm. the more drawing of the uh, of the bird than the bird itself, more of a drawing of the bird than the bird itself. She thought it was like a tattoo, but she didn't know what the meaning of it was. Yeah, I agree. With so I thought Black Aja. Aja there, eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Or, or some definitely dark friend for sure, but Black okay. Aja, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. The only one that really got me was the the glowing hair and the blue and the the lights flashing and I was like, oh, is she being abducted by an alien? Or, <laughs> she, had a, she had a disco. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's the only one that really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it at all. I don't feel like yeah. we've had anything like that yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hold on to that, but I, I also have nothing. Yeah. Anything else from these so, chapters? Or chapter I might have been a little harsh. The Raven, the Raven person. Mm-hmm. Might just be a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. Could be. So could be. I apologize for going straight to Dark Friend mm-hmm. and Black Asha. That was a little harsh. Or I could just be like a fan of like the Tower of London because they have their own Ravens too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of And Ravens are actually Ravens and Crows, super smart birds. Super yeah, very, smart. Very, very, very smart. They can be very trained. Smart. They can imitate everybody else and all the other animal noises. I mean, they're great. Did I tell you my a crow befriended my dad? Oh, really? really? Yeah. So there's a crow that lives behind my parents' house. And my dad during the summertime goes out and like after work, uh, just you know, sit on the back patio and pour a glass of uh of, of bourbon or something like that, and sit back there and read and read a book or something like that in the evenings as the sun sets. So about a year ago, this crow started showing up and would just come and land within like five feet of them and just sit there and perch while my dad read. And every single day I just come and sit next to him. And it's been doing it for like over a year now uh, during the summer. It comes back every year. Just sits next to my dad. It's his friend. <laughs> does, he, does he toss him any food here and there? Like, are nope. they no, nope. just no, chills? Him, just chills. Hangs out next to my dad. Two like, peas in a pod. <laughs> but I, I was joking around. I was like, maybe you're Odin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so is somebody watching him or is the raven coming back to report? No, like, what's... Not, I don't know. What's going on? And I was like, yeah. I, I don't know if I trust that. Yeah. <laughs> I've read too much of a lot of time. I'm like, uh 
That's, that's a bad <laughs> song. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the, this uh, this crow, it's a crow, but uh, not a raven. It's still blackbird. Um, yeah. So yeah. Cool. Anything we missed from these chapters, or anything else that uh, this chapter, or any of the chapters that you know we breezed over that you guys wanted to talk about? No. Okay. No, I actually think we we talked about way more than I thought we would. I, I said yeah. this before we actually started recording. Um, every now and then, Jordan will hit you with a string of chapters where there's not a whole lot of new information coming. And I won't say these were boring, but mm-hmm. I only had one or two moments where I was like, ooh, this is good. Ooh, this yeah. is good. Right. But then Chris pointed out, generally what happens after those chapters mm-hmm. is things start to pick up. So I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping he's just kind of setting us up for some awesomeness coming up. Sure. All right. Hopefully so. I'm right there with you. Like yeah. in my mind, this next chapter is just going to kind of blow me away. Yeah. But we'll see. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, we definitely have some good parents chapter too. By the way, I'm gonna keep saying until I get one. (laughs) Next next book, bro. Next book. Karen was in this chapter. He was sitting in 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 my mind. In your mind, he was having a beer with you know (laughs) with the dad, like. I could see you setting your book down at that point, just imagining. I well, I did. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, he's probably in there, like chilling with everybody. Him him and Loyal, and and the baby came into the picture, so I was like, maybe Loyal's rocking the baby or something. Like, yeah, Yeah, just chilling. Anyway, yeah. So, so uh, I guess we did a couple predictions this uh, this go around. Um, Yeah, kind of went through all those. So, favorite character? I was so most intrigued by the little blip we got of Mogadine because we're still so we initially saw her just get her butt whooped by Nynaeve but I don't think we should be fooled I think Mogadine Mogadine's got some skills and we're starting to see a little bit of it okay for me um I don't know I keep going back to Nynaeve Mm -hmm. I I love her growth I really do I enjoy the fact that she is coming into her power. Um, the idea of her having a future with Galad. Are you talking about Egwene, not Nynaeve? Sorry, Egwene, not Nynaeve. I thought you were talking about like Nynaeve apologizing. Erase that. I was saying, I, say, I, I still don't believe that happened. Egwene, excuse me. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I'm saying. So Egwene is my, my pick because of her, you know, control the power you know the idea that she could end up with Galad just mm-hmm. kind of intrigues me the the flicker moment I, I had a question like she never has expressed like this desire to have children she never really has expressed a desire to go back home and then we had the word flicker like was the weave that was used one to kind of lay over a past life or a, a potential life and kind of trap her in this thought the same way they try to do with rand so like Mm. that that that's like what did the weave do was it just a dream was it even a dream i don't think it was a dream at all i think this i think it was more than just a dream yeah well it had to be some (laughs) of her dream because they went to edmund's field and mogadine was confused about that place so it's not something mogadine created maybe it was a future that could have happened oh yeah well and flicker it was a flicker Mm -hmm. right right flicker and flicker and flicker and 
So not yeah. a jump in Telebron Riyadh as reaper. we've been experiencing it, but something more like when Rain took people through the stones. Yeah, so that makes you really ask the question, what is Telebron Riyadh? Is it really a dream world? Or are they mm. entering a different multiverse? Mm. Because she talks about her dreams and her dream world and how it's safety and seeing everybody else's interconnected dream world. But maybe when they enter Telebron Riyadh, like they are free of their body and spirit. And instead of going into the dream world, they're going into another universe. Or maybe it's kind of like being slightly out of phase. Like you're just enough out of phase where you can't be seen, but like you can still interact somewhat with that maybe. world. Or, or maybe they feel like a, a weird telephone booth and like, and they go into the future to find like a song. Um, hmm. That's like, and they have to go collect like people from the past first, like, uh, uh, um, like, like Mozart and like Genghis Khan and, and Keanu Reeves is there. Um, mm. and they call themselves wild stallions. Mm. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we are wild, wild stallions. stallions. <laughs> On Bill and Ted's bogus or excellent adventure. <laughs> uh, mm anyway socrates it's socrates socrates yes. <laughs> yeah great so next time in the world reads so we're doing two chapters guys just two just two 27 28 it's the practice of different difference and trapped dun, dun, dun. who's trapped i wonder maybe they trap mogadine Mm. Well, so maybe Mogadine traps somebody. Mm. Maybe it has or maybe Matt gets trapped. Maybe by this girl. She can come in and be like, Matt, I'm pregnant. He's be like, ah shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running for this one. Rand, I can't go anymore. I got responsibilities. <laughs> I got to do stuff. Maybe it's Rand. Maybe Rand gets trapped up in something. Mm. Yeah. So those are our next two. Yeah, wait a minute. If Matt is like knocking the boots every single night, oh, he's like, ones like right. He seems like a healthy dude. She seems like mm-hmm. a healthy chick. Like, what what type of what type of contraceptives do the IEL have? Like, is there a special tea, or is he getting ready to be a papa and not even know it? Sheepskin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's, the, that's that's what they right. used back in like the old back I mean, in the day. The thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how brilliant we were. Asked and answered. We're yeah. like, you know, can't figure out sustainable energy, but we're not going to have any more little bastards running around here. Let's use some sheepskin here and see if we can stop this from happening. So you say <laughs> that, but we're a step closer to be able to harness uh, fusion power. Um, there's a AI company that joined up with this like fusion power, like company, whatever, anyways. And they've been able to control the plasma created uh and like make different shapes out of it by letting the ai kind of control the magnetic variables that you have to do like like it's yeah so we're a step closer here's a fun interesting fact so the romans actually discovered a type of flower called a syphilum um that actually was a natural herb that you could take and it was a natural form of birth control that was almost 100 percent effective the problem was the romans Loved to have sex so much, and they used it so much it went extinct because they used it all. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Fun little fact there. Those jerks. 
<laughs> need to learn how to cultivate and yeah. so they use way too much of it and now it's extinct uh, but yeah there was actually a flower that that worked as natural birth control in the ancient world and um they used the crap out of it to the point where they ran out <laughs> wow good lord i always thought i always find those like little imagine. history history tidbits <laughs> i was complaining this now I'm like you know we had sex from friday all the way until now like we gotta slow down i need a break <laughs> I need this yeah. real sleep one. Time. I need a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, yeah. So things the Romans did to screw us all over. You know, there actually there there wasn't natural. Yeah. No. No. No need for you know lab made birth control or contraceptives. They just had a flower they could take. And it mm-hmm. worked. But uh, yep. Yeah. They yep. screwed us. Thanks. Uh, I could live without knowing that. Sorry. <laughs> now you Interesting. know. Interesting. <laughs> You would yeah, think it, we, actually, it went extinct before the fall of Rome. Like, actually, um, they used it that much where uh, it just, you know. That was the, the fall. fall. That was the tipping point. That was the tipping point. Oh, crap. What? We're out of it? Ah. Uh, Screw this. <laughs> I know how to, do, how to take care of population control. <laughs> how, how Rome actually fell. Uh, yeah. So, Good fun boy. things in history. Actually, there's, like, a bunch of stuff like that, like, in history where, like, things that we discovered and like immediately like swept under the, the brush. I, 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 and I'm not sure how true this one is. I read the other day, I was reading an article about like how, I think it was back in the sixties or seventies. They actually found a bacteria that actually destroyed all the rest of the bacteria inside your mouth. So you could take oh. it as an oral pill. So you wouldn't have to brush teeth anymore. And they realized it would actually destroy the dentistry industry. So they, they shut it down and just, <laughs> like that makes wait, perfect wait. sense we, we, we don't need a whole industry collapsing so like, <laughs> like we don't have to brush our teeth anymore i don't have to do anything yeah. like how have we not been able to genetically modify a grass seed that only grows like an inch and a half or two inches like it should exist but if you did that i mean john deere goes out of business yeah yeah i mean think think of everything that people spend yeah. on lawn care and lawn maintenance and stuff and yeah, and like for like alternative engines to fossil fuels for the longest time, a lot of the the major oil companies used to buy the patents to all those things. Oh yeah, and then, and then throw them in vaults. So like yeah. people people discover technolo- technologies that would put out you know the uh, the, the engine, and I mean, these big companies would just buy the patents and like nope, you're not making that the stuff. Reason why we have war? <laughs> we need a reset button. Click. Yeah. All right, let's go into another war. Exactly. So fun things in human history, but definitely the Roman thing's true. Uh, the rest of the stuff, I'm not sure hundred percent on, but yeah. Um, the Roman stuff. Yeah. The syphilim. Yeah. So anyways, so how we can be found <laughs> at the Willow Reads on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all those fun places. Um, yeah. Um, listen to us um, on any podcast platform you, you, so desire go ahead and like rate us share us you also can visit our website at thewillreads.com where you can find links to our things like our discord server where uh we we like to share memes and 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 have all sorts of channels for fun stuff but also this where we record live so come check it out um and then also get links to other ways supporting us like our merch um yeah we have some cool merch and some more designs coming i've, I've said that many times uh Tree, Tree actually sent me more designs the other day for, for our, our plant Supreme. She's, yes. I, I think she's finally uh, nailing down the design for that. So hopefully that's going to go to the R from designer to um, our merchandise store soon. Um, so Ooh. yeah, hoping for that. And then um, 
Um, what else? Um, you find links to our Patreon. Yeah, support us there. Uh, we do appreciate and love our patrons wholeheartedly. So, and yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody in JordanCon. And that's all I got for this week. So, until next time, peace. Okay, bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>